0: Welcome to SeshPod. Today, uh, I am Dan. Um, today, Steph is Steph. Max is Max. Lucy is Lucy. And Mac is always Humber Street Sesh King. What <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> did um, Yeah, we've only got two more of these to go. So we're <laughs> near the end. But we've got some great new artists to talk about. Um, but I suppose we should start with... Um, the, uh, I don't know when this pod will go out, but obviously we've, we're reopening things in a couple of weeks' time, um, and I guess a question to start with is how you feel about it, Mac? You've got some a, a lot of events immediately kicking you off uh, at social, haven't you, I guess?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, obviously. It's been a long long time out, sort of 15, 18 months without putting on the gigs that we love to do, but... Uh, Still a little bit tensive, a little bit cautious because you know even though Boris Bojo the clown's come out and said uh, <laughs> that restrictions are going to be eased, it hasn't it isn't actually confirmed yet until next Monday. So it depends on like how the uh, transmissions and everything go over the next seven days, I suppose. And if he if he does you know stick to his word and says that we are coming back, then it's down to customer confidence. I think there'll still be some people out there that will still be quite Hesitan. cautious yeah. and yeah. hesitant yeah. about. You know, coming to like you know buildings like ours here at Social, and sort of mixing with like two, three hundred people for a gig. Uh, Same with the clubs, same with the theatres, etc., and same with the festivals. So, we're still cautious, we're still tentative, but excited because uh, yeah, it looks like we're nearly out of this and getting back to doing what we love. And uh, as you said, we've got some amazing you know gigs lined up here at Social. It's It's our first opportunity to actually use this venue as. The venue it should be because it is a multi-purpose arts venue it's not just a bar a nice trendy little arts bar on uh, umber street that it has been over the last few months during this sort of pandemic period but no in the next couple of weeks uh i don't know if you want me to mention who we've got coming up yeah yeah okay so uh our f- well no i can't our first gig is yet to st- is still yet to be announced whether it does come off, we'll see, hopefully we'll know more within the next 24 hours. But our first uh, official gig that we've put out is Bull, a uh, band that we've worked with closely at Sesh for many years, band that are really on the rise over the last 12 months with their uh, debut album. And uh, we're really excited about having Bull as our first live band, uh, alongside local support, uh, The Avenues and Young and Mighty. Yes. Really excited about them. First time uh we're going to have an opportunity of seeing them live, mm-hmm. and obviously they feature the beautiful Lucy Tessier, who's sat right <laughs> opposite me now, and uh, the multi-talented Eric Dimmock as well. So uh, yeah, Young Mighty's one to look out for, and then of course uh, Avenues and uh, Bull for that night, and then later in the week on the Thursday we've got the K's, another band that seems to be uh, gathering some pace at the moment. I think mm-hmm. we've got, I think we've sold 260 tickets for that, so that's really exciting. That's really and as that's announced really today which is a massive one to celebrate sort of uh, under the influences 18 years of putting some amazing gigs into the city. Um, Dean from under the influence who sort of helps us here at social. He's managed to get shed seven books in, which uh, is which is sensational is it. really. really. So uh, yeah, so our shed seven here at social is going to be some, uh some night I reckon. So yeah. uh, anyone listening to this, get your tickets booked <laughs> early. Don't <laughs> leave it to the last minute because you will miss out guaranteed.
0: Brilliant. Um, I it's uh, interesting from a, a mental health point of view. Obviously, we, we spoke the other night, and you're like, "Oh, having a sleepless night," because obviously things are kicking off. You've got w- a lot of work to do, you know, to get this place be sound. <laughs> well, <I don't>, <laughs> no, no, but you know, this, we've come through a year and a half, and most most industry is back or has been back. Some have stayed the same and had that that sort of mental. Uh, going through a oh. d- d- really tough time and still had to go to work. A lot of people, but we're a part of an industry that all of a sudden one person, I think, one I think, person says on the telly we, we're good to go. How do you cope mentally with that? Yeah. How? What are your tricks to, to you know? Because you've got four gigs in a week. Well, I think it's
1: enhanced anxiety. Can I say that enhanced anxiety? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a double whammy really because it's a it's a brand new venue that hasn't staged any. Full live gigs yet so there's still you know things that we've got to deal with here at the venue uh, as many people know it you know when it was built it's just basically a breeze block building so we've had to soften that with some acoustic dampening we've got diffusers to put on the back wall as well to try and soften the sound and make the sound right for the audience as well as the artists and everything so there's a lot of anxiety about getting, getting the venue ready which other venues probably don't have because they have that experience of putting lots of gigs on over the years and they're just quite happy to, you know, dust down, which they've had a lot of time to do anyway. Uh, they should be ready to sort of reopen straight away, whereas us, we've got to do this transition from this sort of trendy little art bar on Humber Street into this multi-purpose 300 cap venue and we've got two weeks to do it. So it's, it's things like, you know, we've got to get the, the box office sorted, the green room sorted, we've got to make sure the acoustics are right in here and make sure that we've got, you know. The process is in place, so everyone has a really enjoyable and safe experience with us when we do get to these gigs. So, yeah, I'm really excited, but that it's tinged with a bit of anxiety, as you can appreciate.
0: Yeah. Um, we, we spoke again this week about, um, you know, an influx of people wanting shows and agents and promoters, and you've lined up four gigs, basically, in a, in a, a matter of a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, Potentially four. Um, you know, do you think um, do you think the industry was generally ready for September? This is for everyone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was ready for September, and now it's mm-hmm. been, you know, it's very quickly realizing that the, the shows that are going to be happening in two or three weeks' time. How has that changed your plans as as artists? Have you, you know, were you gearing up for something later in the year? You've taking stuff on now. Um, I mean. That's for, that's you know, in a couple of weeks' time.
2: I mean, we uh, for me, like, we were planning just next year. We just thought, like, let's let's just plan and let, let everybody kind of, like, let loose at the end of the year. Because mm. I feel like, especially for a band like our band, we just get lost in all of this. Um, so we've just kind of decided to lay low and then wait until next year. But I guess, like, we had gigs booked for when restrictions were going to lift last time. And now we've got them booked again for when they're going to live this time. So it's just like about taking it day by day for 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 me at least. Um, yeah, that's 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 kind of what it is from my perspective. But I think people were ready for September, but now that it's come to July, people are just like, okay, great, let's just get some stuff booked in mm-hmm. because we can. I think people were waiting for the kind of go ahead to be able mm-hmm. to send those emails.
3: Mm. I think it's kind of sad in a way because a lot of bands have put it on the back burner for a bit because they're like, oh, we've got until September, you know, like to book gigs until next year. Because at this time we're all we're all thinking, oh yeah, it might happen, it might not happen. So it's really hard to predict when gigs are going to come back. And it's just a shame to see some bands just sort of taking it slow and then suddenly being pushed into like just, the, you know, gigs happening, um, which is quite a shock. So I suppose it can be quite nerve wracking, I suppose, for everybody
1: i think there's there's going to be a case of that word that we use every now and again that fomo word fear of missing out i think there's a lot mm, of bands now that yeah. sort of planned you know cautiously planned for 2022 to be the year where they sort of make their comeback but now things are starting to open up there is a bit of fomo as in like right let's you know let's get let's get something booked in at least Definitely. and and that's what we found in the last couple of weeks booking what we're doing here at social and uh you know thinking further afield with festivals and that bands are Bands are pretty ready to come back now. Yeah, I think they've had 15 yeah. months of just, you know, whether being yeah. in the studio rehearsing or whether they've just been, in, you know, at home oh, playing yeah. or doing their live streams. And I think bands, bands and artists are ready to come back.
3: Itching to. Mm-hmm. We,
0: um, I should add, we, we played a show with Woodhound Lohammer, at um, Cafe Indie last week, and we have Adelphi next week. Um, hopefully we've got the balance right, do you think, Steph, between learning how to play live again to a small audience before then doing... you know, So we've got an album out in September. Do you think we've got the balance right?
4: I think so. I think we were all very much ready to play again, but having not played in 18 months, probably, um, it was quite nice to do... It was a weird experience doing a seated and socially distanced gig, but at the same time, I feel like a normal gig would feel very overwhelming having not done it for so long and not even been in a room with more than six people for two years um it would be a strange experience so it's a nice transition I think
2: you didn't look uncomfortable on the stage though you all look like you're having a great time and it was just like nothing the last 18 months was just like hadn't happened really
4: I think that was quite nice about like every act like you guys and faux pas as well like everyone put on a a good show, as if as if the room was packed, which is yeah. really really nice um, to see.
1: I don't, to watch. I don't think you can be half-hearted as a band like when you perform. Can you? Oh, I don't no. think you can hold back really. Well, do you? Do you ever hold back at shows?
0: So it just depends on the show. Sometimes you really do. F- I guess. It, I guess none of us have really been in a. Position where we've toured extensively, so we yeah. can't really explain going from one gig to the next and trying to maintain a, a I just, level I just but think without styles, overdoing it every night. But yeah,
1: for I guess all I think for the styles that you play, yeah. it'd be very hard for you to hold back, yeah, even, to, yeah. 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 even with a seated or you know, standing audience. Yeah. The music that you actually play is quite sort of you know, punchy and yeah, frenetic and. I did. lively
2: I did keep catching Dan's little smiles there on stage <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it
0: was good to be back yeah, well we, we should move on to uh, some new music so starting with uh, Art Suggestion with Deadpan I think this is one of the best releases from the local area this year. So I agree. And then yes, Mac's just right. done a little, not aired it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Sorry, I've li- literally just come out. Um, Been busy painting. So, yeah, <laughs> honestly, Mac, you'll, I think you'll love this. I think this is right up our street. It's incredible. It's a really, really strong piece of work. Um, it's shoegazy. So, you know, we know a suggestion sort of coming through at the tail end of sort of Loomer and... Cannibal Animal and, and stuff like that um, and being quite a fuzzy band to listen to. Um, this is quite, is shoegazy. It sounds like the horrors lead singers singing, not not just shouting full pelt all the chorus is quite shouty. Um, reminds me of a band that I, I loved uh, when, I, when I were a kid, uh, Chapel Club, who only had a, a, a couple of singles, but it's got a, sort of almost a Morrissey vibe, um, but more gothic um steph had mentioned the cure at one point so it starts with like some some like just drums and then a really sort of like arpeggio guitar line and then from there it just it it doesn't it seems more emotional than than stuff like luma where it's like a heavy presence live this seems like a really emotional strong song um yeah, and honestly I think it's it's one of the best I've heard this year. It's so. really good. It's quite mm.
4: intricate as well, like instead of sort of just chords heavy, like which obviously has its place and sounds amazing live, but this is they've thought it feels like they've thought about every single part that they've put onto this track, which is Yeah, there were a lot really of really good.
2: A lot of layers which was nice. Um and just like, it, yeah, it, it just had like a bit more texture and atmosphere to it, which Definitely. kind of filled it out a bit more, yeah, well, which, really which was really, really good nice. Yeah, it, it wasn't just like a kind of straight down the middle, like dry kind of track where it's just kind of straight to the point in your face. It's, it's just got a bit more like... A bit more layer to it, a bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. It I'm
1: loving builds, this. If I, if, I was a list, if I was a listener now to this podcast, I'd just
0: yeah, what well, well, <laughs> technology? <It's because laughs> I really want to listen to it's it because <laughs> it's so good, honestly, mate. It's a really good, strong song. And I, I don't know if it was Max who said it, but it was something that you know you can hear on the SES speakers, you, you'd be playing in between, so- chat, you know, because Steph, oh, it's I don't Steph. want to take credit yeah. for that. Sorry, sorry, Steph, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, really so good, definitely proud of them.
3: completely.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, can excited. you remember any other uh, suggestion performances? I know we had them. They're probably one of the last bands we yeah, we we saw was... to a packed audience at Christmas or around that time. I don't time. remember
1: it being shoegazy. I remember no. it being very yeah. fuzzy and yeah, uh, yeah punchy. Just no, a I mean they were a band that we got really excited about for you know a short period, and then obviously the pandemic's taken hold, and you know our thoughts on them have been put on the back burner. So for them to uh, release this single's exciting mm. to know that they're still very much part of. Sort of the emerging music scene in in the country. So yeah, no, I'm excited about it now.
0: Brilliant. Um, Another another band then uh, we'll move on to is Porridge. Who thin. uh, I think <laughs> we we might have have we mentioned these recently Porridge? Um, we might we might have done. I don't,
2: think, I don't know if we've mentioned them on the podcast, but we've right. definitely talked. So about
0: they're, them. they're a band that um, we had booked in to play the Sesh until the pandemic hit. Um, they have a new single called Eager.
1: So uh, this Max? is Porridge as in spelt P O R I G. Yes
2: yeah great i i like again really really loved this um it kind of gave me a bit of everything everything vibes it's quite a delicate like um track as well the the production's quite kind of smooth on it, which i really enjoyed um and like her, her voice as well is really nice it just it kind of floats over everything else which i um yeah like i say i really liked um and the drum pattern as well something I really noticed was the drum pattern in the verses is really like kind of like almost broken and then in the chorus it kind of like pieces together and it's like it has that real lift to it um I really loved it yeah and I know you're big on it as well I think I think I listened to
1: it and I texted yeah, no, you and um, said so Dana, yeah it's, without giving anything away we're, we're very keen on them shall we say yeah mm-hmm. and uh we've been sort of doing our own work on porridge over the last like few weeks and uh yeah we're very happy with what we hear yeah and hopefully we can get them back to the hall or hopefully get them to all at some point in the yeah. very near future. Well,
2: obviously, like we had them booked in to play the sesh. So um, it's important to keep engaged with bands that we had booked in and then the pandemic has seen them like, you know, cancel those shows. Um, but it, I guess, poses the question, could we be seeing acts that we had booked in at the sesh jump straight onto the festival without playing the weekly night before?
1: Oh, that's a good question, Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potentially yeah make no bones about it like you know we've done our own work on them we know we know they're a, you know a strong outfit they're a you know, rising band a band that sort of tick locks of boxes for us and are very exciting so yeah we are interested in, in them to come and play potentially at the festival if the festival does take place in september this year um so yeah the offer i think the offer's in we're just waiting for confirmation on it so amazing hopefully we'll see them later in the year Excellent.
3: Great
0: stuff. I hadn't transitioned into the next bit. I'm really sorry. I was thinking <laughs> the whole time we were talking. Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, Lucy, going to talk about the talk, but.
3: Talkboy uh, are a Leeds-based band, I believe, um, and they have been featured on Max's Farm by a River um, compilation with the song Average Wave. Um, so it's the second single from this compilation. Um, and again, it's really sort of, it's different to what they've normally released. Um, but then again, I think you said it was written like four years ago. It's like
2: an archived like, four-year-old. Yeah, track, think, which is,
3: so which is so nice so to hear, actually, because I think a lot of songs like that get lost. Um, and sometimes they're the best, they are the best bits of of bands. Um so this one's really transient, um, really sparkly. Um I love the hazy vocals, kind of giving me howl and the hum, uh, fleet foxes and palace vibes. Which is really nice. Um, it kind of explodes at the end of it. There's a really sort of heavy chorus line that it kind of bursts into, which is which is amazing to hear. Um, and it would be great to hear them live as well. I mean, they they feel like a really strong band. There's like six of them now, isn't there?
2: Yeah, I think this was written when they were a four-piece, yeah. but now there's six of them, so they've yeah. got a really strong live sound.
3: They've got females, uh, two females, I think, that have joined the band. Yeah, yeah. two girls. Yeah, ah. that have that have started. Um, playing with them and yeah I, I honestly would love to see them live to be honest um yeah i think it's an excellent excellent single um which moves us on to sort of commercial bands because they are a little bit more commercial than maybe some of the other bands we've had at sesh um so how important do you think it is to engage with with commercial sort of bands like yonica king no one um torsade sort of the ones that are getting a bit more popularity because they're more poppy yeah
1: very yeah very important i think uh, something we've talked about a lot you know, leading up to the potential of this, you know, Umber Street session coming back in September, uh, we've talked a lot about diversity within the music scene in the city and and diversity within the festival itself. And and we know that over the years we've been quite indie indie heavy. Uh, we've we had a an onslaught of sort of you know post garage punk bands for a number of years. <laughs> yeah, um,
3: definitely.
1: <laughs> and and there there are gaps within our sort of music scene that you know we need to sort of. If if we haven't got it actually in place in the city, we have to bring it in from outside, yeah. and hopefully that will inspire musicians in the city to think outside the box or outside their comfort zone with their particular style. And we've seen that, you know, seeing what Eric's you know producing at the moment. Mm. You know, Eric's first debut EP, that was that was a sound that we haven't we didn't have in the yes, city. Completely. No one was producing that sound in so the city, different. so that that was a joy to be old to hear something like that from Eric. And that's come from him listening to outside influences it's not come from listening you know to stuff live in the city of Hull, mm. so we have to bring this bring this music in to you know inspire others mm. so it is important to engage in yeah the pop genre you know it's is the most commercial genre out there, and uh, a lot of people do like it whether you know whether it's our bag or not we mm. have to think outside our box as well and uh yeah, it's down to know, the
3: individual isn't it and of like, course the audience as well that you're catering for um
1: I think the search
2: has a habit of finding those pop acts that have a little bit of something else to them yes, as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. It's not like you're just going straight down the middle. It's you, you find these bands and artists that have got more about them. They're playing with different genres and sounds and stuff, but they're also still kind of like cemented in
1: that like pop yeah. commercial. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of indie pop bands, yeah. there's no doubt about yeah. it. Like oh you know, yeah. When you, you know, Hubbard Sub would say was an indie yeah. pop yeah. band. Yeah. King No One's an indie yeah. pop yeah. band. Yeah, you know? great ones in Leeds as well. Yeah. Like yeah, Fever, like Tranquilite fever. as well. Fever, yeah. As well. yeah. Tranquilite, uh, talk more. you know. Yeah. there, there yeah. are indie pop. That, but, I mean, we've been talking recently. We've been looking at certain names That We've been looking at R&B and looking at, you know, a bit of dance. Uh, we've been looking at traditional sort of pop. You know, pop artists, to my mind, are people like, you know that we've had at sessions, people like Charlotte. Charlotte yes. is a yes. bona fide yeah. pop artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you know, make no bones about it. She's a pop artist and a good one at that. Mm, and, uh,
3: fantastic.
1: Yeah, we we do need to engage more of that into the festival, but I don't want to. I still want it to have that edge. You know, it's important yeah, to the definitely. festival to still have that edge and and still be representative of what we do actually possess in the city. I but we do need to you know bring in a little bit kind from outside. Of
4: what Max said about the pop artists that we've had come through do tend to play with genres, and I guess that's the benefit of the sash is that it's not genre specific, so no. you can go and get so many influences even in one night and I think it's nice to create that atmosphere it breeds breeds good artists interesting artists we we have tried over
1: the years to sort of mix it up we've had you know various styles and genres sort of represented at the Mm -hmm. sesh but then you've got to look at it from a commercial um, perspective as well as a business you know as a venue and that what's going to sell tickets what actually sells tickets and like you know you know, we've we've put on like hip hop shows that haven't really worked for the venue. It's worked yeah. for us as SESH because it shows that, you know, we are supporting all genres and we are quite diverse in our programming. But for the venue, not so good. And same with some of the metal shows that we've put on haven't really worked for us at the SESH. Yeah. So we have to balance that out through the year. Exactly. You know, we have to be as commercially viable as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I, at the I same time, still offer opportunities it's a, it's and platforms huge, for it's all styles. It's a subconscious thing, is it? Obviously, to know that the venue still has to do well. I, maybe I don't know if people even think about that in terms of sesh and what you know the week. You know, it has to ultimately um it can't cost money to put sesh on. So sometimes that means that we can't just focus purely on metal for four weeks. It has to be across the year. And, <laughs> but the, um, so that's with the same with any genre, though I guess. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the it is more difficult to for if you're someone at home that makes pop, it's harder for Sesh to get involved because ultimately some you know some people start via karaoke almost mm. with pop, yeah, uh, or exactly. from acoustic guitar, which is not something that translates as easily. And and Charlotte sort of came. Through Lady Homer Mage Street is. Sesh fully formed having yeah. gone to done songwriting sessions and stuff like that. So it's a tricky one to, to pick up if you're not from a traditional indie perspective of pop, I guess. Um, but having said that, you know, hopefully we'll have Trinity Live back at the end of the year, which means which is a family oriented event, free entry on a Thursday night at Trinity Market, which is surrounded by nice food and you know, an earlier shift than the usual sesh at Polar Bear. So that means we hopefully we'll see more um, pop and mod, you know, maybe even R&B stuff like that. Saj went we down amazingly at uh, uh, Trinity Market. We have that
1: luxury now, don't we? We yeah. have different platforms. You know, uh, there's been a lot, a lot of talk over the last sort of week or so about the City of Music Collective getting together, and that's a case of various venues uh, sort of getting together and talking about the obstacles we all face, and like uh, how we can all move forward together with marketing and sort of engaging with the music scene en masse in the city, but also how to promote Hull as a city of music and sort of build up tourism and all that. Now, by getting everyone in the room, we realized, you know, we have some amazing venues in the city of all different style, of all different sizes, which can um, accommodate all different genres. And as you say, Trinity Live is sort of the sessions branch of being able to put more commercial, more pop-friendly acts more sort of, you know, more local favorites in there rather than the sort of the industry edgy bands. That's that's the sort of offer we give at Trinity Live, whereas the Sesh is more sort of industry focused and then Social would be more sort of touring focused.
0: Yeah, uh, that links in really well with our artist focus this week really, because um, I can't think of a more Sesh at Pearl Bear Band than Cannibal Animal. Is always slipping on me Your candle dripping skin is always going dripping on me Beautiful, ugly thing is always going slipping from me I'll get lost now just
1: to find it
0: So you know we we mentioned like so i think cannibal animal fit the session mold really well because um, like the polar bear it's sort of it's quite rough and ready in it the polar bear is oh, a venue yeah. and, mm-hmm. and cannibal animals sort of suit that you know it is a professional space ultimately and cannibal animal are a very professional band when it comes down to it they may not want to imagine themselves as a professional band but when you watch Don't play live, it's 100% every single time and and comes across so well, very loud. Um, So yeah, moving on to Cannibal Animal, they're a four-piece band from Hull. um, Generally play aggressive, garage, sort of fuzzy rock. um, And they came through to us at the same time as Vulgarians, probably maybe before Luma. Yeah, I think they were. (coughs) And we've mentioned this scene before that came through maybe five, six years ago now. Um, but I think Cannibal Animal were probably more DIY than their the contemporaries. Um, they played the likes of Gorilla Studios in Hull when they first started. They've played dive bars in London, like like Blondies. Um, great, amazing small spaces like Polar Bear, but like all Blue Last, um, they've gone on to support uh, the MVPs. Uh, they've toured with Psychotic Monks. So these are all bands that. You're not probably going to switch on Radio One and hear, um, but the bands that uh, that have incredible sort of credibility within oh. their scene and and Cannibal Animal quite easily slotted into that, playing likes of Dot to Dot, being played by Steve Lamacq on Six Music, mm. and like I said, they've toured Europe, which is something that's incredible. You know, it seems like Paris was their second home throughout oh. 2019, and that shows that you can find a niche which is aggressive. Um, uh, really strong, visceral music um, and and do amazing things and that's what Cannibal Animal have done. But they've also been Humber Street sesh regulars for us which shows that they can go onto a big stage and, and do that. Most definitely. Um, what are your memories of, of Cannibal Animal? For me, it's it's linked with Polar Bear. It's linked with them doing yeah. you know freak scene to supporting weirds to playing the sesh, one of the last great sesh nights we've had at... Christmas, um, but yeah, can you uh, do you have any sort of memories of? Can you imagine a cannibal animal show? What are you getting? What, are you, what do you
1: expect? I Remember at the beginning, I remember them sort of coming out the blocks and being this really excited, aggressive, loud, as you mentioned, very loud band. But Luke, as a front man, holds it well, and like he's the glue that makes the band. They've they've got a great image, they've got a great sound, and they've always been good to us, like at the session, that, and they've always supported. They've come down to a lot of nights when they haven't been playing as well. I think. When they first came out of the blocks, I was really, really excited about them. And then as the years have gone by, they've been sort of uh, influenced, you know, by being on the road and doing these you know, massive tours and whatnot. Um, the last time we saw them at CES, if you remember, I think Luke had like a Mancunian accent, and that sort of threw us a little bit. Now, whether he keeps that Mancunian accent, I don't know. But because I know the kid, and I know where he's from, I find it hard, like when when... The front man puts an accent on. So, with, with Cannibal Animal, the last time I saw him with Luke putting the sort of, it was uh, it was like Marquis e. Smith out of the fall, wasn't it? Like, it was that sort of Mancunian sort of rough accent. That sort of put me off a little bit. I'm just hoping he sort of ditched that and he's mm-hmm. gone back to what they were doing beforehand because they are, you know, without doubt, one of the most exciting live bands in the city and we want to keep using them, whether it be at SESH or on the street SESH, et cetera. I think last time I saw them was, was here
2: were at home street session 2019 and they were like they were like one the second to last or something on the drummerville stage um and i just remember being like totally consumed by this like wall of noise yeah yeah um it was just so powerful and really really just like taken back by it
0: I yeah th-
4: i think for me that i just link them with what we said earlier maybe five six years ago there was like a, just an explosion of mm. kind of like heavy punk bands and they were like at the forefront of it with Uh, vulgarians they were like the the loudest kind of most diy outfit out of the lot i guess and it just for me it's just memories of being at sesh every every week and then street sesh running between stages to try and catch everybody (laughs) like because we had such a strong punk scene i guess at that point it was literally like i think There'd be like eight, nine bands in a day that I'd want to see and it would be running between to yeah. catch them all because um, they each had their own appeal, I guess. Very much similar genres but different styles and different interpretations of it. Um,
1: what what's um, your take on accents then in bands? Well, I was gonna mm.
0: go on to this. I love how you always play with fire like this. <laughs> <and Yeah. laughs> and say oh,
1: she's yeah. on in the hip <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think I think they're in a, a realm where it's not an accent but it's almost like he takes on a persona. Yeah. And that yeah. that mm, you yeah. know, maybe that comes from you know there's no doubt Luca's listen to The Fall. Hmm. I mean, he's, you're not going to go up to him and be like, who's Marky e. Smith? He's obviously <laughs> knows who Mark e. Smith is. And it's the same, but if you look at uh, at Mez with Life, you know, when yeah. we looked yeah, at The Neat, completely. you know, it was very The Fall, and yeah. now you go into a different realm, and I think Cannibal Animal going, you know, if you listen to him hmm. um, recorded, I'm not getting Marky e. Smith, I'm getting Luke, hmm. ultimately. But they put on a persona live, and I think... They're a band that, you know, I, there was we did a, this is a sidestep, but we did a music video um, in Flamborough and some guy ran past us and it was Jamie. Jamie had <laughs> ran from Hull <laughs> to Haunty <laughs> and really? gave us the nicest hello. You know, yeah. Baby Jamie. Yeah, and then nice. you get him on the stage and I am terrified of that man. Oh, I'm oh, absolutely <laughs> terrified.
2: Oh, it. And it's the
0: same with Luke. Yeah. You know, I'll talk to Luke about footy or whatever on Instagram and stuff and then you see him live and I am it gives. They have an aura about them that is, so, like, so cool, but also like quite threatening. Like, it's a threatening band to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's yeah, the same yeah, yeah. with Whitey. Like, I just, don't, I don't want to play guitar anymore after watching Whitey. <laughs> the point? I'm never going to look as cool as that guy. Yeah. But also, I feel like he's going to beat me up if I, like, do you know what I mean? It, it, they've got <laughs> that. You want and on, the, so yeah. when you say accents, it is you know, there's been loads that have come through Sesh and. And some of them come across quite pedantic. I don't think Cannibal Animal do. Yeah. It's something that maybe we're so close to Cannibal Animal that we're like, that doesn't sound like Luke stage to it, to when he goes on the stage, if yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, think but I that don't that think it's a, a necessarily a, a bad thing, but it's it's something that it, it feels unusual to us because we're so close to it, I think, so, sometimes. And it's the same with Mez. We go down to, you know, we saw sort him... Of, life at Great Escape, and it is unusual you know, to speak to someone, and then you get up on stage, and suddenly it's Jarvis Cocker, do you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. it's
0: hard to get, yeah. it's hard to differentiate, no, no. but if you're a new person and watching I've, it, it's like, this is just great. Do you know what I, I know? think
1: yeah. that's what I was saying, I think they've been influenced by being on tour, and like being out off on the road, and spending mm. a lot of time yeah. in Manchester and everything, and you know, I, I'll be honest with you, yeah, even when I worked abroad back in the early 90s, I used to live with uh, some Scousers, in, a, in an apartment for eight months and by the end of the summer season I was talking scouts. and then <laughs> another year I was working out in Corfu and I was working with some Jordies in the bar and by the end of the mm-hmm. summer I was like can he order? And like, right. <laughs> you bag know, a All of a sudden I developed a Geordie accent <laughs> It's weird and, and it's the same if I went and saw relatives in London Within, within half an hour I'll be talking proper Cockney it's, yeah. it's, it's, I think
2: it's all just like a subconscious thing I think yeah. Pr- yeah. people
1: do it without even yeah. noticing you go and see like is. as a musician you go
2: and see a band live that you really like or you go and see a load of artists live that you really like and you listen to loads of stuff and then by the time you're performing live on your own it's just like you've adopted so many different parts of mm. those artists mm. that you just end up kind of slightly imitating them just like not even meaning to
1: I don't, I think, think, it's it, I don't think it was derogatory to the performance to Someone that didn't know him, mm. you know, if yeah. you didn't know cannibal mm. or animal, no, you, you wouldn't think twice, I, yeah. you know, about the accent. It's only because we have that closeness. I remember picking him, uh, dropping my daughter off, um, to meet him when he was, I think, it was about 14. My daughter was going on a date with Luke, and I, <laughs> and I, and I dropped my daughter off to meet Luke and that. So, Got you know, I knew Luke problem. at like sort of 14, 15 <laughs> around that time, and uh, yeah, it's that whole accent, you know, it's gone from a whole accent to a Manchester accent, and I was like. Confused by it.
4: I think that is the distinction, though. Like, you only notice things like that if we, if we know them. Like, even I'm going to embarrass you now, Dan. Even yourself, like Labette Blooms. You were terrifying on stage, and then you come off and you're like, "Hiya, how you doing?" (laughs) And I think. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember watching. I remember
2: watching you at the end of the set. You literally like ragged your guitar so much that you broke the strings off, and I was like, "You're right,
3: mate. (laughs) (laughs) Done." Are you okay, hun? <laughs> and you came up
2: <laughs> after
0: you are like,
3: oh,
0: hi, mate. Can't keep doing that. The older <laughs> you get, is the the thing. It's like, look at that grown man being acting like a baby. So you have to change <laughs> that over time. But yeah, no, there's a definite. I spoke to Amy Duncan about this recently, but I think everyone takes a persona when you go on stage, and it's an ultimately, it's a you know, Luke. It is a. I can see that being Luke, if that makes sense. It is Luke. You're watching Luke. Mm. He's not acting. It is Luke. That's just his persona that he takes on as mm. you know. That's the bit that he wants to portray on stage, and it, you know he's probably subconsciously done that. And it's the same with Max and and Lucy. You take on a persona, and it's more so with a front person than than you know if you you know you play guitar or something it's it's basically you and it's still an element of you but but you know it's those bits in between and and it's a it's almost like a persona that you want people to believe is you if that makes sense and that's the same with 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 me and myself and it's the same with luke you see a very hardened edged luke to the one that we we know and that'll come across in all you know it'll come across with accent it'll come across with you know what he says in between songs yeah. he's such a lovely guy to no, be around like and then the w- in between songs I'm like he's gonna kill someone like, do <laughs> you know what I mean blast his thing do you know what I mean to, yeah it's a really odd odd thing and maybe that's just something from a sesh perspective we, we're so close to it it's just very odd to watch
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with me I am an idiot off stage and I'm an idiot on stage so. <laughs> Don't <be>
0: like, stop <laughs> There's no, no change there oh, stop
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> hands up
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well that's a yeah, good place to finish. have got one more week of these. I feel quite sad, like the yeah. Can, the can I, just say, I
1: had a bit of a moment like when Lucy was talking earlier, I think you were talking about Talkboy. I had a little moment, I looked at you and I just went and I just think this is amazing. Yeah. That you you four with Sarge have sort of kept Session engaged during this period. And like oh. before you guys, when it was just it was just us two and Joe Grey as well. And and Sarge of course again. No, I, I just want to thank thank you so much for make all me, the time and effort push, you've put right. into this. Aww, no, it's kind. been brilliant. You've kept us engaged with audiences. You've let people know that Sesh, you know, is, is still a thing. You know, we've got to 18 years now, and uh, we can see the wheels are turning, and we're we're getting back on back on the road again as such with gigs and festivals and events and you know we're coming into an exciting time but what you've done over the last like three four months has just been phenomenal so thank you so much it's been so informative to the listener as well and like, uh, I've had, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah exactly. but I've, had, I've had industry people get in touch with us and say, you know, how fantastic it is, like what you're doing with, your, with the podcast and with the weekly reviews and the industry advice and that. It's just superb. And uh, hopefully we can collate all that and sort of put it, put it up on the website. Hopefully I think, so, I think yeah. it needs a home on the website, yes, all the work yeah. that you've done. So uh, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you we've so been, much. We've been very this lucky is, to have you. you. This is actually very my lucky. last week on the podcast as well. So, oh, so no. thanks for...
2: Thanks for having
0: me. <laughs> we've been very lucky to have you, yeah, and yeah, to have. And a massive shout
1: to Goodwin Development Goodwin, Trust of course yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think for the yeah. 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 without them.
0: In a really, you know, it, I don't believe in in fit particularly at all. But next week is our last recording, and then the week after is events. You know, how mad is it that we've, yeah. we've correlated is So, crazy. Crazy. so, well so yeah, yeah, I back it up with Mac Catfan, you know really good friends and, and you've done a great service to Sesa. so thank you but yeah we'll see you you know if you are listening to this hopefully we've we've had some gigs under our belt and stuff like that by the time this goes out and and yeah um we've got one more left to go next week thank you very much